You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta Gabriela. <laughs> and this is Anna. And this is You've Just Got Anna. Five Options show. You don't have a second name? No. You did, didn't you? Marta Gabriela is your like uh, first and second name that you were given while you were baptized, right? Yes. I was given only one. It was Anna. Then I got, you chose also the name when you are uh, getting confirmation in Poland. And that was a very silly choice, and I will not reveal it. Come on, l- reveal it. I will reveal mine. Well, mine is also funky. Blanca. Blanca? What's wrong with Blanca? I don't know. I- it's just weird, like blank. Blanca. I don't know why I liked it, because I wanted it to be different. I didn't want it to be like Maria. Yeah. So now you will know what I chose. Maria? Aniela. Oh, yes, Anielcia. Yes, it's like a kind of like a girl version for an angel thingy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like Gabriela, which is uh, also like uh, the female version of Gabriel. That is the angel, the fighter of God and Aniela angel. You see how funky I was. Uh And I was not even that religious. (laughs) I thought that you chose it to rhyme. Marta, Gabriela, Aniela. Yes. That as well, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was the reason. It just ended up being this way. I didn't look into angels and stuff at that point. Yeah, I lately noticed that you changed your uh, Facebook to Marta Gabriela. Hmm. Yes. I didn't make too much of it. Now I make some of it. It's a big change. I've changed my identity. I'm different now. Okay. So what what does get Mar- ready? What's the difference between Marta and Marta Gabriela then? It's twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what we all hope for. <laughs> Fantastic. So Marta Gabriela, the fighter of God or for God cause or basically Marta the fighter. Maybe Marta the fighter. Marta the angelic fighter. Please tell us, uh, do we have a challenge today to solve? Yes, we have a challenge and the challenge is opposite to what I did because I cluttered my name by giving myself another name. Mm -hmm. Uh, The challenge is about decluttering. Decluttering. Okay. I think it's a quite popular notion. It's also... Especially nowadays, after Marie Kondo got that great deal with Netflix. Yes. Also, my decluttering goes outside (laughs) of that. Okay, let's, let's you know what, let's hear the challenge. Is it someone that we know? Yes, it's me. (laughs) 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 So, so let me get this straight. (laughs) We got the challenge from you, which you will be solving here. Yes, you see how resourceful I became? Oh, (laughs) you got five options. Your own counselor. Yes. And and (laughs) me and Dennis, we are here just to... Tell me how beautifully I, I <laughs> solved my own challenge. Uh, no. Dennis, let's agree to be critical. Be. Please, yes, sure, sure. Please yes. be critical. Yes. Okay. okay. I, I'll tell you. There is a little bit more to it. I'm not just doing it for myself. Okay. Guys, don't get discouraged by this. We are still ch- solving mainly your life challenges, not necessarily only Marta life challenges. Okay. I think we should remind people that, that, that they, sh- they should say blah, blah, blah. Okay. That was unexpected. That they are very welcome to send us their life challenges. You can do it via our website, the5options.com, five as a number. Or you can also approach us via our Facebook page. There is a messenger function there. And you can send your challenge as well. You can stay completely anonymous. Of course, that is only possible if you do it through our website because we don't require neither name nor email address if you send us the challenge. So you can just be a very mysterious anonymous person. Uh, But please do not forget that we are here 
to help you and help ourselves, of course, <laughs> as we can see today. Okay, I would not have done just my own challenge if I did not get a clear sign from real humans that they have the same challenge and they would like to mm -hmm. have it solved. So the thing is that I posted something on my Facebook Mm -hmm. And then I had a number of people reacting to it, okay. recording me messages saying that they are struggling with something similar, asking mm -hmm. me uh, to tell them more about what I'm planning to do. So that's why I have decided to work with that. Okay. But because I did not get a challenge description from someone else, so I'm going straight forward saying that the challenge description is actually from me. Mm -hmm. So here comes the challenge description. I am tired of feeling tired all the time. Now that my kids sleep most of the nights through and I don't have this external factor influencing my tiredness, I am fully ready to change this. I know that basically everything around us is energy, so I must be spending my energy in an inefficient way. I have once before gone through this phase of fully cleansing or decluttering my life and the benefits were amazing. My body felt be better. I could stop taking painkillers. My relationships improved. Uh, my anxiety and insomnia decreased. And I obtained a higher level of clarity as of what to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And you might be thinking now, why, if I have already gone through it, uh, um, I need to go through it uh, once again. Well, so I want to tell you that I managed to reduce... <laughs> tiredness from feeling absolutely exhausted mm -hmm. to tired. And now I want to upgrade from tired to full of energy. Okay. So how do I do that? Mm -hmm. So basically I posted uh, something similar on my Facebook uh, wall and then had people asking like, oh my God, I feel the same. I feel so tired. I feel um, people also reacted to the part of disease that I have shared that it has also positively impacted the way I feel physically. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I feel so much disease in my life and I don't know what to do about it and share with us what you did. Mm -hmm. And surprise, surprise, what I did was decluttering on five different levels. Ooh. And that became like a clear sign that this is something to talk about in You've Got Five Options. Mm -hmm. If I only did it on four levels, sorry, guys, I would not have been able to bring it here. Yeah, because it's You've Got Five Options, yes. not four. Yeah, if I did six, I would have to forget about one. So, you know, mm. but it was a clear sign. We really put uh, chose this name very strategically. Yeah. I think it's like many things have five five solutions, five levels, five steps, five things, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We High chose five. the right number. The right number. We even mm -hmm. had a discussion at the very beginning of our uh, career <laughs> as a podcasters and radio hosts. Yes, we are laughing only because we cannot believe it, the success we have got. <laughs> But yes. no, I'm actually saying this because I checked our statistics um, yesterday and I've noticed that people are now re-listening to our very first episode. In the past 20 days, our very first episode, which was episode number 00, uh, was uh, listened to a couple of times and I'm like, wow, so people really want to know what the hell happened to this show <laughs> over the years. But that was the, 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 the whole thing, solving challenges of people around the world by giving them five options. And there was a very, um, I would say, deep discussion. Why five? And uh, there is a very good reason, which I guess it's also in that first episode zero zero. So you can always go and check it out. Yeah. Listen to double zero. <laughs> Listen to double zero. So, okay, guys, I will just tell a little bit about tiredness. Mm -hmm. We actually have been dealing with T-A-T-T, -T, tired yes. all the time in one of our shows, like probably something around two years ago. Mm -hmm. And then we've had like quite a lot of uh, advice on what to do yeah. in order to get yourself better. And I remember we were talking about vitamins and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now... I just want to say that since that point, I have been learning quite a lot. I have read several books. I have watched several shows. I have been listening to several podcasts on explaining how the energy works. Mm -hmm. So basically, the nice thing is that the science uh, with uh, quantum physics already explains quite a lot around the fact that we humans are like 99 
0.99999% energy and only the rest of it is physical matter. So not a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, it makes a lot of sense to look into how are we spending our energy mm -hmm. in order to see, uh, to look at our energy levels. Mm -hmm. I personally blamed my kids a lot for how tired I am because uh, those uh, little, two, my two last kids, the first one was reasonable. He started sleeping nights through when he was 10 months old. Mm -hmm. But my, uh, my youngest one, he started only when he was around five years old. And because there was a middle guy in the middle, I spent eight years without sleeping even one night through. So I had a pretty good reason to be tired if I haven't slept even one night in eight years entirely. Mm -hmm. And when the last kid was small, the first two years, the amount of waking up was somewhere around 10, 15 times a night. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a lot of waking up. Yeah, I have seen that news face when you said that. I think <laughs> it was like, <laughs> exactly. It was like he ate an, uh, an onion and lemon at once. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it, it was uh, it was not easy. Luckily, I oh. started having my children when I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, somehow I survived. I also think that Mother Nature uh, gives us a couple of years where it is survivable. I think our mm -hmm. hormones, especially the first year, I didn't even see it as an issue. Mm -hmm. It starts it, every time it was starting to become an issue over one year up to two years, still manageable plus two years. Absolutely just a disaster. And uh, and what I was okay. So basically, that thing is gone. My kids are now sleeping in the night most mm -hmm. of the night. Sometimes one of them wakes up once in the night. The worst night it can be that two kids woke up once. So two two times waking up in the night mm -hmm. is not the worst thing, especially if it happens uh, every once in a while. So basically, I became ready mm -hmm. to look into how I'm spending my energy again. So that I can actually move from being a person that feels tired basically every day mm -hmm. to a person that is full of energy. Okay. Can I, before you will solve this challenge, which I believe will be extremely helpful for many people, can I just make a one local remark? Yes. So uh, today I have accidentally saw on Facebook a post from someone who said... Hi guys, does anyone else struggling big time with hay fever this week? Does anyone know what crazy pollen is out there this week? Thanks for inf info. And I uh, saw that it, it was posted on uh, International Sinorhus. There was plenty of responses, well plenty, 22, which is quite an engagement. And people are saying same here, same here, it's crazy. And many people feel very, very tired because of this. So I think it is good to uh, mention that if you have tiredness that came out of nowhere the past couple of weeks and you are normally full of energy, you can actually check that thing out because uh, my boyfriend, he suffers from pollen energies. Uh, energies. energies. Well, everything is yes, energy. Yes, everything so. is energy. <laughs> so he has an allergy for pollen energy. And uh, he basically feels like he needs to take a nap all the time. He's stuck in his nose and, you know, all the traditional uh, allergy things which is extremely unfortunate taking uh, in consideration the fact that we are living in Corona times where you will sneeze and people will uh, potentially see you as someone who is uh, sick. But it actually is a, a, a hay fever uh, period. So what so is the pollen? Did, did they, uh, did anyone People write? are saying mostly that they think it's grass pollen. Yeah, because my kid is completely down with uh, allergy. Really? Yeah, Philip, he's completely so stuck and none of the aller anti-allergics that at least we have so far gotten help him. So he's back. He's at home. Oh, oh, my God. Well, uh, people are writing here that it's grass pollen. And I know that uh, that Dave is also allergic to grass pollen. Uh, but some people here in a thread said that they never had any problem with any allergies. And this is the first time they, they got it. Um, I don't know what's with the grass pollen this year, but uh, but just be aware that if you suddenly out of nowhere feel very tired, it could also be this thingy. 
Okay. So apply uh, apply measures plus five levels of decluttering. Yes. So basically, my uh, what I believe what is true to me now is that if I spend my energy inefficiently mm-hmm. in many areas of my life, that is the reason why I feel tired. Mm-hmm. And I have looked previously because I have gone through that uh, from the end of 2018. Uh, I would easily say I could count a full year for it. It mm-hmm. was like a big project of decluttering my entire life. And uh, I am ready to do it now. And I am ready for it to take a good year again. Mm-hmm. If it is going to take me to a place where I am full of energy. Ho- although I hope that this time I can do it much more efficiently because I already know what to do. The first time I was doing, I was finding it out all from scratch. So maybe now I can go for six months. That would be cool. Okay. So basically I went through decluttering on five levels. The first one was my body. Mm-hmm. The second one, my mind. The, se- the third one, home. The, first, the fourth one was on emotional level. Mm-hmm. And the last one on relationships. So it was body, mind, mental, mind, mind mental, mm-hmm. home, emotional and mm-hmm. relationships yeah. mm. home yes so i didn't do it in this order last mm-hmm. time actually last time i started from home i started mm-hmm. from decluttering my yeah. home but this time i'm going i i started already mm-hmm. i started with my body mm-hmm. so how do you declutter your body mm-hmm. there are of course many different ways to go about it and i'll just mention a few And I'll ask you guys if you have had ever any experiences with decluttering your body so you can get prepared to share something. Mm. So I there are many, many, many ways. I'll mention to you the things that I do. Mm-hmm. So one thing is to do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And intermittent fasting means that you are taking longer breaks uh, in eating. So you are only eating... And that's where you can choose yourself how, in how many hours in a day. Basically, if you do it less than 12 hours from the, uh, from the breakfast until your last meal, like 12, 12 is, is considered a normal thing. So if you go lower than 12 uh, hours for eating, it starts counting as intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Some people do it that they eat, for example, eight hours. They only eat between 10 and 18 For example, Mm -hmm. you can find that's very, very important for me to mention. It's what I believe is the right thing to do for everyone is to do the right thing for them. (laughs) So it's very important to uh, that you find what works for you. Mm -hmm. However, what I do is I eat between 11 and 18. Okay. And the reason why I do it is because I have read in many different places that information came to me from many different places that when your body is not occupied with digesting, it can start getting busy with doing other things. And one thing is to, for example, start healing stuff. Everything in your body needs constant healing. So if you give your body time to do that healing, it can start repairing some damage that is done in your body that it did not have time for it before. So um, so that's one of the reasons. There are different ways you can do it. If you're interested, just Google intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is drinking loads of water. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of water. I start my day by drinking at least two glasses of water and end my day by drinking at least two glasses of water. And in the meantime, I drink a lot of water. And water, of course, helps cleansing your body. Mm-hmm. It, while you're peeing, you are uh, cleansing a lot of toxins from your body. Oh, what a, <laughs> what a information. Important information. So, Very important. So Slightly in order kinky. to cleanse your body, drink mm-hmm. a lot of water. Yes, you know, I remember now that uh, I saw some clip with Jennifer Lopez and some uh, internet doctor and she was saying, you know, how much she drinks her water and the doctor was asking her, so um, what is the color of your urine? Mm -hmm. And she said, it's almost white. I can see through it. And he was like, yes, that's your goal. 
And I was like, okay, first of all, this is discussed on TV, fine. I have nothing against, but that's weird. But apparently the lighter or more transparent your urine is means uh, that uh, better hydrated you are. Of course, you cannot overreact and basically pee pure water because that's also unhealthy. But uh, that's apparently Jennifer Lopez approved. Okay, good, good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, some other things is uh, some other things that you can do is you can uh, do sports which allow you to sweat. When you're sweating, that's also a way for your body to self cleanse. So a lot of toxins are coming out while you're sweating. So some cardio, basically, any form of exercise that will help you sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you cannot do any type of this kind of exercise because of your uh, current health issue, you can use sauna, for example. That is uh, just as efficient because you're still sweating, you're uh, cleansing yourself uh, out. Um, there is also a possibility to take cleansing baths. So if you have a bathtub, then probably you're not living in Denmark. <laughs> That's not a common thing here. However, cleansing bath with either sea salt uh, with uh, uh, soda. What is this called? Uh, uh, soda oczyszczona. Soda Bicarbonate. Uh, something. It's like, a, um, how is it in Danish? Uh, we don't need it in Danish. We need it in English. We are doing a program. I will check it. So Marta, continue. Yes. I will tell you. And, um, and for example, some uh, essential oils, cleansing essential oils. So that's the kind of things that I do in order. Sodium bicarbonate. Oh, so bicarbonate was yes. close. Very good, Marta. Yes. So these are the things that I am currently doing in order to declutter my body. Mm-hmm. Plus, extremely important, sleeping. That's number one way to uh, regain all your energies and feel better. So very, very important to have a good sleeping hygiene. And about sleeping, I could make a whole program because I am someone who used to be struggling with insomnia for most of my life. And uh, that's one of the things when I have gone through this huge decluttering the first time I started sleeping. I sleep most of my nights. Uh, you guys, what are you doing to declutter your body? Have you ever tried anyway? Have you? Well, I, I have to say that um, I think <laughs> I think I was born this way <laughs> that uh, make me uh, uh, predispositioned. Is that even a word or am I just making it up from Polish? You have and a predisposition. Predispozycję mam. Uh, so I, I'm uh, predisposed hopefully an English word, uh, to apparently declutter myself quite efficiently because I uh, I am, okay, I will say it, I'm a sweaty person. I sweat quite a lot and not just under armpits and not because I don't use a Dio. I am, in general, my body mm-hmm. um, retracts a lot of water. And uh, so that's funny because I didn't know about this. And I don't know what I'm doing. I, I blame my father. My father is basically like he's walking in his own private pool. That's how much he's sweating. Then I never had a problem with sleeping. I have a very uh, hard sleep. Like it's very difficult to wake me up. I have no problems with falling asleep. So the only thing that I could do consciously is to probably do something about my eating patterns or what I eat. Uh, Here I was practicing intermittent fasting since I was a child because for some reason I was never hungry in the morning. But there were times where I was doing some sort of like a detox. And that I have tried and um, not quite sure what were the long-term benefits of that, but I was able to definitely lose some weight and feel better when I was doing that. Yeah, I tried a few times different types of declutter and have, after a while, noticed uh, increased levels of energy. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dennis? Any experience with any form of decluttering for your body? Cleansing, decluttering for your body? Yeah, sure. I've, I've, I've never called it that, but most of what you say, I've, I've 
just done all my life. I've never had any trouble sleeping and I sweat like a hawk, so that's true. Let's make a clap. <laughs> <laughs> Now but, when but I'm yeah, but once in a while I, I do drink a shitload of water and it makes me feel better and I could do better on eating on regular schedule, but besides that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is also for sure eating cleansing food. There are foods that are considered to be so basically cleansing that does not have to mean that you don't eat. Mm -hmm. You can also eat the right foods that are helping you cleanse. And some of them are turmeric, ginger. Uh, basically, you can Google online and find uh, cleansing foods mm -hmm. that can also help you. However, to be mindful of time, let's go to the mind. Mindful of time, let's go to the mind. Yes. yes. So personally, I know that the biggest amount of my energy goes on mental level. Mm -hmm. I uh, know that uh, sleeping was a huge issue. Now that I'm sleeping is uh, is better. And at the same time, I know that a lot of my sleeping issues have been exactly because of my mental level. Not that I'm mentally sick or no, no, something no, no, like no. that. <laughs> No, <laughs> they, no, Marta Gabriela. They both, no. <laughs> <laughs> they both believe I am. No, okay. I so don't. I just have a very active mind. <laughs> I realize that when you talk and I whisper here, people can still hear my comments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. She's not that crazy. She's not. Mm. Okay, so basically thoughts are also energy. Mm -hmm. And your mind, when it goes into circles of especially negative thoughts, negative patterns of thinking, they use a lot of energy, mm. a lot of energy. And I have uh, put it in two different places, the mental and emotional levels, but they are often connected because your thoughts also impact how you feel. And emotions are energy in motion, and that's a lot of energy too. So everything is connected anyway. Uh, so let's look into mental level decluttering. I have a lot of things. And to be honest, I have decided to have like a program that I will be writing about all the things that I do in order to declutter that mental level because it's a lot It's a lot of things, a lot of different things that you can do. And uh, we are limited here in time. So I'm going to mention only one thing. Or Okay, I will mention a few things just by name. And then I will d uh, deep dive into uh, several. So one of the most efficient, efficient and very simple ways to declutter your mind is to make a mind dump. Uh, you can also do free flow writing to kind of like make a download of your thoughts. Uh, you can work with unresolved cycles of action. So if you have a lot of things that you have started and unfinished, that's eating up extreme amounts of energy. Your judgments about yourself, and that can be your critical inner voice, your inner critic, There are different ways to call it, but basically if you are walking around saying to yourself you're stupid and how could have you done that again and you suck and all these things, you are sinking shitloads of your energy. And the same goes for limiting beliefs. When you have a lot of limiting beliefs, uh, fears, they can be here on mental and emotional level as well. But that eats up a lot of energy. So basically, I will talk to you. Is there one that you would like to hear about you guys? Uh, first of all, I would like to hear what kind of program are you writing? A radio program or some other program? Because you mentioned about the program. Yes, it's a program uh, for uh, some of you who don't know that I am a coach. I'm a mindset coach mm -hmm. and I am conscious healing practitioner. And I'm writing that program for my clients. And for now, it's a, a program uh, that is uh, for working one-on-one, -on -one, and in the future, it will become a group program, potentially online program. Okay. Yes. Is any of the things more interesting than another to hear about? Well, I know all of them, uh, so I will uh, let Dennis to choose. Um, the the you mentioned how negative thoughts and negative thinking that that spiral can eat up a lot of energy and I think that a lot of people will will recognize that. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, dig into that. Yeah. And um, 
And that's, of course, one where you can do a lot of work. Uh, we have had that topic many times in our uh, different programs when we were looking at, like the first step is to actually um, switch on your awareness so that you can hear all those negative thoughts, mm -hmm. so that you can identify them and how much time you actually spend doing that to yourself. Because sometimes it becomes such an automatic voice that you don't even notice most of the time. And then when you switch on your awareness and you start hearing that, you notice that you say that many times during the day to yourself. So you switch on your awareness. And the second thing is to actually note it down so that you can find out what are all those negative things that you are saying to yourself uh, you can just have a little notebook with you or do it on your phone because it's very interesting. All those negative things, they are not good for you uh, in a sense of they are using a lot of your energy, but they are also good for you in a sense that they have something to communicate to you. They are actually telling you what needs to be healed inside of you <laughs> so that you don't have to do it anymore. So basically you start uh, identifying and noting mm -hmm. down all those things that you are saying to yourself. And the simplest way which will work for some of those things is to look at it. And if you are telling yourself, I am stupid, you can choose what you would like to say to yourself instead of that and work on replacing that thought. So, for example, if you say to yourself, I'm stupid and you would rather believe that I am um, smart or like I'm normal, I'm okay, depending on what will work for you. It's very important to choose one that you can believe in at least 50%. So if you are like tell, going about uh, and telling yourself you're stupid or you always fail or something, and then you try to exchange that with I am as intelligent as uh, Albert Einstein, that might not fly for you. You need something that will be at believable. least 50% believable. So this kind of way of exchanging the uh, statement that you have in your mind with a new statement, it will work for some statements. Mm -hmm. Switching on the awareness uh, will already be a big uh, thing for you because when you notice how much of it you're doing to yourself, you will hopefully become more motivated to actually do something about it. For many of the statements, especially the ones related to self-worth issues or the ones that came out based on some traumas, mm -hmm. you might actually need healing. So no matter how many. So if you if what goes in your head is I'm not good enough, I'm just not uh, I'm just not good enough. That one usually does not go away simply by replacing it with another thought that usually goes deep into self-worth issue. And that's usually something that needs healing. So, uh, but f at least for some of those statements, it actually works to replace a statement that you don't want to have with a statement that you want to have. And every time you say that statement that you no longer want to have, you notice it because you have your awareness on. And you can, uh, what I do personally is I say, I forgive myself forever calling myself stupid, forever believing uh, I was stupid say something like that to myself. And the truth is, I am intelligent or whatever you would like to say instead. I, I personally was saying I have access to a lot of wisdom. That was something to that was something that was resonating with me. So I would notice I would forgive myself forever saying something so mean to myself. And then I would say what I would like to be believing instead of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have uh, one question. Yes. How would you advise people to actually switch on their awareness? Because th this is, I assume, the, the taking the position of an observer. So you yes. basically uh, try to observe yourself from a position of a neutral person. So you disconnect somehow from yourself, right? Um, I think many people don't even have this concept really grasped. But it, it is possible if you if you get out of that loop of of uh, saying stuff to yourself. But but how to do it? 
Well, I think that there is a quite simple way, or mm-hmm. at least it always blows my mind how actually simple uh, some things are that mm-hmm. we uh, that when we once we realize it, it's it's quite it's quite amazing. So basically, when you are just sitting here and listening to it, just say hello in your own head. Just say hello. Can you hear it in your own head? Mm-hmm. Just say hello. I'm crazy. Just say it to your head. You can hear it, right? When you say it. Mm-hmm. So you already have a part of you that is listening. Mm-hmm. Because like you're basically going to notice that you have this voice inside of your head or probably several different voices. You at least usually have one voice that is more negative and the other voice that is more supportive. And we have uh, different levels uh, in that. Some of us are 50-50, some of us are 20% supportive, 80% negative. Uh, We will have different levels here. But the truth is that you already have it. The truth is that you already have that part of you that is listening. Mm-hmm. So it's more about just simply realizing that you have it. So this simple thing, like just in this way, like you say, okay, so I'm now saying something to myself and I'm now seeing that I can hear it. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes to turn on your awareness because in this way you realize, okay, so there really is a part of me here that is listening. Mm-hmm. And then you can simply ask that part of me, hey, dude, you can give it a name if you want to. Um, depends depends what you identify yourself. I actually identify that me is the one who's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually ask myself to give me a warning every time I say, for example, something like I'm stupid or mm-hmm. that's what I did years back. I just ask and you can if you identify with it as yourself, that you are the one who's listening, or if you identify with it that it's an observer inside of you, or it's a part of your awareness, however you want to call it, and identify it, you uh, you can ask that part to give you a notice mm-hmm. every time that it happens. Just try it and see if it works for you. And if any of our listeners try it and believe it doesn't work for them, I would love to help you out to activate it in a different way then. This is actually quite amazing when I think about it. You know, you you sit to, let's say, let's take Dennis as an example because he's here vulnerable in front of me and cannot run away. Hello, Dennis. Imagine that you are like standing here and you are saying to yourself, so yeah, dude, what's up? Tell me who you are. Tell me something about yourself. Tell me how your day was. That's your own voice asking yourself for answers. And it's so funny because if you identify, as you, Marta, said, that voice that answering as yourself, then what the hell is the voice that is asking the questions, right? It's, it's really, uh, that's really something interesting because it is still you. It generates by your own mind. Yet you can ask that that voice that asks the questions can be somehow in a role of a more neutral observer. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And yet again, here we could make all show about it. Mm. I love those topics. I like who's talking yeah. and who's listening. I love these uh, questions. But once a friend asked me, what do I think about it? I did make a whole podcast in <laughs> a WhatsApp recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, basically, uh, it's a beautiful topic. But let's leave it for now so that we make sure that we go through all the levels. And if you, our beloved listeners, if you would like to find out more and about those things like um, how to deal with unresolved cycles of actions, how to deal with um, mind dump, what it is and how to use it and how helpful is that, just write us either through our Facebook or through our website, uh, thefiveoptions.com. Five as a number. Five as a number, or you've got five options on Facebook, and we'll make sure that we talk more about that. See. So the third area is home. Mm -hmm. So basically, home can be more than just a home. It can also be your car. It can be your garden. Basically, we are talking about physical space where you spend a lot of your time. If you have a lot of clutter in your home, it can really make you feel more tired because the objects, they are also energy. And if you have plenty of objects, 
you have plenty of energy that is there around you, locked in objects. If you if it's messy, it many people have already experienced that and something interesting for you to work with uh, that reducing a number of staff at home, uh, creating place for everything at home and keeping only things that you really want to have. Um, there is a nice uh, Japanese lady, Marie Kondo, who is a guru in how to make this work. And she's working, saying it, look at every single object and think if, it's bring, if it brings you joy. Mm-hmm. And unless it brings you joy, uh, donate it, throw it away, uh, throwing away good objects, not recommended, uh, better donating. Mm-hmm. However, keeping things that don't bring you joy, and especially if there are a lot of them, it is one of the areas that steal energy. And I have gone through huge decluttering of my home, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, and the w- amount of energy that was awakened in my physical space after this huge decluttering, and how much we all in my family started loving being at home. It's amazing. It's amazing how taking it all out from all your corners, from under the bed, from shelves, uh, wardrobes and so on, segregating all, donating what you no longer need, throwing away what doesn't work anymore and cannot be donated, finding place for everything. Just amazing, amazing how much it gives you. Any experience, you guys? I think I have actually too much to say about it. Uh, I will say this then. Number one, I uh, have watched some of the Marie Kondo episodes on Netflix. And at the moment, at the episode when she was trying to persuade a dude to throw his books because he only needs 10, I was like, no, lady, you lost me. So I guess it is. uh, And there was also a discussion there, uh, the joy and uh, the usefulness of things because there are some things that you need to keep because they are useful and they not necessarily bring you any joy. However, as the general concept of decluttering, I am absolutely and completely up for it. Um, Although I like to surround myself with objects, I have a lot of books, like really a lot of books. And I also like all kind of, um, I don't know, art, deco, things uh, I collect some stuff and uh, I, I just love it uh, probably uh, Marie Kondo would say that I am a hoarder uh, but uh, that's just a part of me that I would not give away however I was doing the decluttering and I was looking at uh, exactly things under my bed clothes I don't use anymore and so on and after I did that I think I did that two or three years ago maybe three years ago it was so much better to live in my place. Uh, so I would say that there needs to be a balance uh, between, you know, getting rid of everything and keeping only the things that brings you joy and uh, balance between hoarding everything and, and just keeping everything because maybe I will need it. And that's also something that I think comes from uh, my culture because in Poland, we we were raised, at least I was raised like this, that you keep everything in case because, you know, uh, scarcity. scarcity of things. So you can do something out of something. So uh, usually a lot of Polish basements are full of uh, very interesting things and you keep all the cables and all the things because, you know, maybe the war will start. <laughs> I think also the generation of the grandparents, you know, uh, had that, that, you know, you keep everything, you know, you, you have to have those things. You cannot just throw away stuff because you might actually need it. However, I caught myself on on this bias because I kept back in a day a lot of things that I thought I might use in the future. And then I was simply forgetting I even have those things. So if you are at the point when you keep everything and you you are doing this in case of the emergency, I don't know, this cable might be useful or whatever. And then you don't even remember you have it and you go and buy a new one. Well, then you have a problem. So 
I I like the idea of decluttering the space. I think that tidy home with uh, with the right amount of things is a perfect place for everyone. But I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of uh, almost like um, aesthetic uh, living. I'm not definitely the minimalist that has uh, bare walls and just one flower and stuff that I have to admit. So uh, there might be there might be something in between, I believe. Well, I every time I am watching something or reading a book, I never just take a full solution and apply it blindlessly. Mm-hmm. I always look at what works for me. And for example, what I took like from Marie Kondo, and I believe it helped me a lot, was the way she was arranging wardrobes. Mm-hmm. So the way the clothes are actually arranged in wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I keep more clothes than the ones that bring me joy. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But the way she arranged the clothes so that you can see all the clothes. Yeah. My wardrobe never gets uh, cluttered after mm-hmm. I arrange it like uh, Marie does. Whoa, sorry. My wardrobe looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis, any experience with decluttering your home and how what kind of impact it had on you? Uh, yes, I've lived a number of places since I, I moved away from uh, my parents. And I started somewhere, I don't know, 10 years ago, to every time I move, maybe it's more than 10 years ago, I don't know, every time I move, I, I look at a thing, I, I pull it out from under whatever, and I look at it, 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 if I haven't used it in the last year, if I can remember using this since I moved into that place, I will give it to recycling or donate it or something. And and that goes for everything. And mm-hmm. so the amount of things that I've accumulated by now is is very little compared to if I hadn't done that. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've drove in trailer full of stuff that works perfectly, but I haven't used it and I don't know why I have it. So I've recycled it, given it away. Yeah. And I've done that, I don't know, four times now. And... It seems that every time I do it, I have a new bunch of stuff that I haven't used for a year. Mm. So the, 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 you always get new things, one way or yeah. the other. And then just making sure that I only have what I actually use. And that's giving me the opportunity to, to, to take up really not a lot of space. Yeah, actually my neighbors... Uh, from above are now in a process of decluttering uh, because they are also considering uh, maybe moving to another country. And my neighbor said that the main reason is that when you have a lot of stuff, you feel really weighted down and like um, attached to a specific place because even the possibility, the thought of moving is like, okay, with all this stuff, so that kind of tie, ties you down to a certain place. And when you have less things, you have uh, psychologically even um, um, like a feeling of mobility that you can actually just pack a couple of suitcases and move somewhere else. And that actually is something that I definitely uh, can resonate with. Does stuff own you or do you own stuff? The, exactly. Well, I think my 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 books own me here. I have to say, yeah. Mm. Never throw away books. I've never done that. No, Always I uh, keep books. But it, that's it's the only thing I've never yeah thrown away. That's books. Although I made a progress because before I was an avid collector of books and shoes, I started to donate my shoes. Mm. That is a weird thing. I think it's called maturing. <laughs> well, I would say with the books still worthwhile looking at it how good is it going for you with actually reading and completing books because that's also something where you can see yourself when having a lot of it and especially starting a lot of books you Mm -hmm. might find yourself having an overwhelm and actually never completing books and you might be having a lot of books but never actually getting to read them or complete them this is is true but books books are knowledge yeah no i I, I uh, might get to know one day if i have the time to read that big fat book up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so. more like looking in you, into your personal relationship with it and how you feel with it and if you want it and if it brings you joy and if you love it, absolutely. Yeah. However, the time has come to move to the next because we have two points and only 10 minutes. You uh, just tapped into a topic that me and Dennis are very passionate about. So yes. sorry. Sorry for that. Yes. yes. Okay. So the next area for decluttering is emotional level. Mm-hmm. So 
Here, I would say that it's very important to look into like a daily decluttering or daily cleansing. And also, of course, it's worthwhile looking into how much emotion harm, how much emotional energy you have stored in your body. And I don't know now how to do it in such a short time to uh, to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. However, what I can tell you uh, in these few minutes is that many humans develop coping mechanisms or defense mechanisms where we don't want to go through our difficult emotions. So let's say when we become sad or uh, feel hopeless or any kind of emotion that is difficult for us, we think that that's wrong, that we shouldn't be feeling this way, that we should be happy. And many people avoid or resist feeling those emotions. Mm -hmm. And because emotions are energy in motion, they need to emote. They need to move through you in order to leave your body. Or Mm -hmm. a different way to look at it is that energy cannot dissipate. It can only be uh, transformed into another type of energy. So basically, if you need to cope with a difficult emotion, let's say grief. It's Mm -hmm. one of those emotions that is huge. And it's something that many of us are having a really hard time dealing with because it's so profound, it's so overwhelming. If you're not willing to be with your grief, emote through it, move through it, transform your grief into another type of energy. It could be gratitude for even having that person first time in your life, love to that person and so on. All that is staying with us. And we have ways of disconnected from it, uh, disconnecting from it, avoiding it, uh, distracting ourselves by watching something, working too much, working out, whatever, drinking alcohol, taking drugs. There are many different ways to distract ourselves from our own emotions. The truth is that it doesn't make them go away. It just moves them away, but they are still in our energy body. And that not only can cause a lot of tiredness and is consuming extreme amount of energy in order to hold those defenses, because in order to hold the defense for not feeling your own emotions, you are using extreme amounts of energy. So if you have not been feeling your feelings, emoting (laughs) through your emotions, you might be holding like extreme some people actually feel it like extreme heaviness in their body. Right now, the new science is also saying that that's also what causes disease in the body. So not feeling your emotions, trying to resist it and making them store in your body is what causes disease. That's There is a lot of science on that. If someone is interested in how it works, I can recommend my good friend, uh, Joe Dispenza. He doesn't know we are friends. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but he invited you to Cancun, which I still He continues inviting me to different cool places, although he stopped during coronavirus. I don't know why. I don't know why neither. Joe, yeah. disappointment. Yeah, it's an insider joke. Uh, Joe uh, invites everyone who is on his email list. I just take it very personally uh, I because think it's fun. M- exactly. Marta Gabriela is special for Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Mark However, my words. no matter what, Joe is amazing in explaining how the emotional energy, when not processed, stores in our body and causes disease. And as well, how to unwind that process so that you can actually release though that emotional stored energy so that you can release a lot of uh, energy for yourself. So that's another place where a lot of my energy was stored. That's why I've mentioned a little bit about this mental and emotional uh, linked together. And it has uh, basically also impacted the way my body functions. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm also being reasonable. And that's why I'm saying that I'm 
happy with giving myself six months or 12 months in order to do that because it does take time to release that emotional energy, to process through it, to heal because the reasons can be quite uh, good. So, for example, when we are talking about grief and accessing stored grief, that's a lot of things to look at and to heal grief if you have lost someone very close to yourself. That's that's quite a big thing. That's potentially something that will take some time for you to truly process that grief into another form of energy so that it can be released so or, or you can feel it as a release. And uh, yes, that's as much as I can tell uh, about emotions and don't even have time to ask you guys for any feedback on that because we are in last five minutes mm -hmm. for the last topic. And that's where all of the other things are also linked, of course, but a place where we are using a lot of our energy very often are our relationships. Relationships with other people, because it's an exchange of energy, can be either something that lifts up your energy if they are beautiful, if they are based on love and compassion and all the good stuff, or they can really wear you down. If they are codependent, if they are, um, I don't know uh, what kind of good adjective <laughs> I could use in order to be still politically correct. <laughs> Maybe codependent is okay. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, difficult these days to talk in general. <laughs> yes, it is. So basically, in order to uh, declutter, there are, of course, again, here we could have a whole series of episodes in order to talk about this uh, topic. A couple of things that uh, might be a good idea is a simple review of the relationships you have. It's like decluttering or cleansing as if you were doing it to your wardrobe. <laughs> you I are... I'm sorry, I just thought about this, you know, reviewing the relationships and then you like write an official review on someone's <laughs> Facebook wall like, you suck, do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, that's, Please don't that, do that. that that's that, not what that's I meant. Not what I meant, meant like looking, for example, in your contact list on your phone mm -hmm. and simply like, is that a person that a relationship with that person is something that lifts me up or weighs me down? Mm -hmm. Is that something that lifts me up or eats up my energy? So that's one way. And of course, sometimes those people that uh, weigh you down <laughs> could be your parents or your children, partners and stuff. It could <laughs> I do not recommend <laughs> my <laughs> mother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the topic, of course, becomes uh, where we need to talk uh, about it for more like a series of episodes mm -hmm. rather than for three minutes until this episode is over. Yeah. However, you can find out that there are some friends or colleagues or mm -hmm. acquaintances whom you just like kind of uh, have there and sometimes you talk to each other. It doesn't bring anything or people you meet and you feel shitty every time after you have mm -hmm. met them. It doesn't bring anything good to you. Actually, that's one way to do some decluttering in your relationships. Another way to do some uh, energy, like on an energy level, decluttering, meaning releasing some energy for you is by setting uh, clear boundaries in those relationships where we are talking more about like parents, siblings, uh, children, uh, partners, where you don't necessarily want to delete them from your life, but mm -hmm. still need to do something about those relationships so they are not so draining, then setting up clear boundaries uh, is a good idea. And how to set up clear boundaries in order to know that, send us your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and we will if solve it. If you have a boundary problem with anyone in your family, mm -hmm. uh, mother-in-law, your own mother, your partner, your children, your boss. Uh, yeah, whoever that would be. Because that's a very, very long, complicated, not complicated, but very long and complex topic. However, I, I would just like to point out that you, m you made a very, very wise remark uh, about um, taking people out of the 
of your life that doesn't bring you joy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, especially it's easy to do it on social media because on social media you have so many people and their thoughts and opinions are just appearing on your feed without invitation. And I think that's the healthiest way to start with, with contacts that don't bring you joy. <laughs> Or wear you down, eat you up, drain you. Vampire on you. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. We'll hear each other next week. Bye. Bye bye. Or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, thefiveoptions.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks.